2: no brakes no brakes no fear no fear the official british speedway podcast Welcome to April, hopefully a better weather month than March was as we lost a number of meetings over the last week to the weather but we're hoping for better as we move into April. Indeed though, we have had some good action from the back end of the weekend and on Monday, including at Monmore where Wolves savage the
3: stars. Yeah, it was awesome to, uh, to have a few good team rides and uh, yeah, finish with a paid
2: maximum, so good start to the year. We've got interviews with Wolves Sam Masters and Steve Worrell, and for the Kingsland Stars Alex Brady and Frederick Jakobsen. Our main guest interview this week is with Stuart Dixon, the Leicester Lions team boss, as they get ready to start life in the Premiership.
4: Nobody wants us to be the whipping boys that we were, you know. But, you know, previously when we were in the league 2014 to 2018, we want to be good for people's business. We want to put on a show. We want to entertain.
2: A good long chat with Stuart Dixon in part two of this podcast. We've also got reaction from Monday night's. Peter Craven Memorial Trophy that saw Jason Doyle rack up a record fourth win in the tournament. And we look ahead to some of the action in the Cab Direct Championship as the BSN series gets underway with home and away clashes for Oxford and Poole. Among the fixtures, we'll hear from the Pool Pirates Captain Steve Worrell and also from the Oxford Cheaters Scott Nichols, And from Redcar we've got Jason Edwards and Eric Riss and we'll hear from Rory Schlein of the Berwick Bandits well. As well. All to come in the next hour or so here on this week's episode of No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear. The official
1: British Speedway podcast.
2: Welcome along to this week's No Breaks, No Fear official British Speedway podcast. Shall we say it's been a suboptimal week as far as getting fixtures done in the Speedway calendar is concerned? The rain certainly affected six meetings, postponing them. Of course, they will happen at some point, either sooner or later. But um, one of those things that we can't really do much about. And it has been the wettest March since 1981, so uh, particularly wet month. But we are getting some action now, of course and uh, we were in action at Redcar at the weekend where the Redcar Bears took on the Berwick Bandits we'll look back on that a little bit later on but we start in the Premiership and at Monmore where the Wolverhampton Wolves took on the Lynn Stars and it was the Wolves skipper Sam Masters along with guest Scott Nichols, who both scored paid maximums in a thumping 56-34 opening win over Lynn the Monmore side made the perfect start to their Premiership campaign Masters was unbeaten from five rides and combining for three With his regular race partner Steve Worrell. Meanwhile, Scott Nichols proved the perfect guest for injured Luke Becker as he finished with 11 plus 1 from four rides. Steve Worrell picked up 10 plus 2 bonus points. For the Kingsland Stars, they had a tough night, although reserve Frederick Jacobson impressed with 13 plus 2 as he took his full quota of possible rides. Michael Palmtoft also battled hard for 9 points. Well, let's start off with Sam Masters, who had uh, a great evening in Wolves colours back at Monmore and he's been speaking to Ryan Guest
3: yeah awesome for the boys good confidence boost uh, you know Zach's never raced here before really so um, I think we had a, a really good effort uh, you can't underestimate Kings Lynn either they got some good riders in their team and um, I don't think they were bad we were just really good yeah,
5: right. It's hard to single anyone out after a team performance like that, but it could have obviously been used as a blow with Luke Becker being ruled out the night before the meeting, but a great guest selection in Scotty Nichols.
3: Yeah, you know, it was, uh, unfortunately Luke's had an injury and we're going to miss him, but uh, to have to have Scotty in here and, and how good he was last week at, at my testimonial was a no-brainer to put him in and it showed tonight. What a what an awesome guy to have in the team and, and, and rider around Wolverhampton too. So, um, yeah, stoked with the... Uh, like with the result and everyone's efforts today it was, uh, it was
5: enjoyable yeah unbeaten night for yourself yourself and stevie warrel had that formidable partnership in in 2022 as well and uh, carried on with three hat tricks uh, five ones tonight as well
3: yeah it's really good i love riding with stevie we always have good team rides together and uh, look after each other so um yeah it was awesome to uh to have a few good team rides and uh yeah finish with a paid maximum so good start to the year
5: yeah with all due respect to, to Kings Lynn and some of their riders and and how it suits their riding style there probably are going to be tougher tests to come here at monmore aren't they?
3: yeah they, they're always they're going to be tough all year really and especially in Kings Lynn. so uh we've got to you know we had to push for every point and with the aggregate score thing now we're going to have to yeah, we had to push all the way till the end so um yeah tough team i still think and uh but we had a good night.
5: Yeah, and it sets things up nicely, the, the bank holiday traditional double against Bellevue next week now.
3: Yeah, they're always tough. They're the hard days, really. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to it, but it uh, be good to come away that with both of them meetings with, with points or wins, and uh, that's what we're aiming on.
2: Well, there's Sam Masters. We'll hear from Frederick Jacobson and Steve Worrell shortly. First of all, the thoughts of the Kingsland team boss after a disappointing night in the West Midlands. Here's Alex Brady.
6: Obviously disappointing to, to come away with such a heavy defeat. Wolves is a place to issue we struggle at, and uh, tonight was no exception. And, yeah, we didn't have enough points from our from our top order. Fred was obviously fantastic, yeah. and, and Tofty came to the party a bit later on, but they didn't have enough uh, support, unfortunately. Couple of few um, mechanical gremlins for for KK you know, comfortably winning heat nine I think it was and uh, Spark plug like went so yeah, disappointing but. Yeah, um, battled hard, but we just we were beaten by a better team, quite simply. When you come here, the thing is not to concede a five-way in heat one, then it snowballs to heat three and so on. Before you know it, you, you're out of contention. Exactly, yeah. Four heats in, we're eight points down, and it's, it's, it's tough to come even from two points down here, let alone that, and then they extend their lead. And yeah, they look, like I say, far better than us on the night, unfortunately. Um, hopefully, to put it right against Sheffield on Thursday, and then when we entertain Wolves next week, then uh, I think that that the aggregate good points points opponent's point is still playful. Yeah, you were making changes throughout, and clearly that was with a view to them being back with you next week, and you did beat them heavily at your place. Yeah, we beat them. Uh, Come to both times last season at home, so look to do the same again and and, and try and. You know, our target is to get at least three points out of every five available. So, you know, obviously disappointing to not get the two tonight, but we go home to to Kings next Thursday when we when we race them. Yeah, we'll be looking to get all three points available that night. Mm-hmm. And this Thursday, obviously, knockout cup trip to Sheffield going to be very difficult again, but what are the expectations really well. there? <laughs> yeah, they've started incredibly well. Obviously, we look to keep it tight, as tight as we possibly can. Obviously, go there with every intention to win, but realistically, if we can keep it tight within a within a reasonable deficit, then bring it back to Kings Lynn in a couple of Mondays' time, then, then obviously, it's all to play for. But yeah, they're obviously going incredibly well at the moment. It's, uh, it's going to be a tough challenge, but a few of the riders tonight will, I'm sure, put things right. I mean, Nikolai's looking forward to going and uh, and Pico as well goes incredibly well there too so I think we'll see a slightly different story to what we've seen tonight Is there any slight concern about Josh has had two off meetings both here at the start of the season is there anything to worry about there or just, just early season stuff Early season stuff um, It's although he obviously rides the tr- track fairly similar to Edinburgh they ride co- uh, quite differently I'm told so um, I think he'll be OK. And when we go to Sheffield on Thursday, I'm, I'm confident he'll, he'll see yeah, the real Josh yeah.
2: A tough night then for the Kingsland stars at Monmore, But one high point was Frederick Jacobson, who scored 13 plus two bonus. And he's been reflecting on that defeat at the hands of Wolves with Ryan Guest.
5: Well, Frederick Jakobsen, a 56-34
7: defeat at Wolverhampton on opening night. Just how difficult was that for the boys tonight? Oh, it was very difficult all around. I think straight from he'd won, we got a bit, a bit caught out, you know. I don't know if we was under... On the foot, all the boys just not as prepped as the home one was. Obviously, they've had a few goals here, and uh, yeah, it was the first time here for most of us. First time he ever here in Wolves as well, so it wasn't too easy track to get dialed in. But uh, Fila was alright, but uh, nah, wasn't the way we wanted to start off the year. That's for sure. So we gotta bounce back quickly and rather sooner than later. Yeah,
5: and like you say, it is only opening night, and uh, a lot of boys can go away uh, look at a few things. And like you say, the only way is up from here.
7: Yeah, definitely, you know, it's the first race of the season, we've got a long year ahead, and this doesn't define anything how the team's going to be all year, not at all, we're just only getting started, so uh, I think we got a, a bit of a slap in the head, you could say, and a wake-up call, so we'll be ready to go from, from now on. Not that we weren't ready, but, you know... It's never easy come to Wolf. I'd imagine, because it's not an easy place to ride, but uh, we'll move, move good on from here.
5: Yeah, I was going to say, your first meeting, uh, a busy man as well, called upon by uh, team manager Alex Brady on maximum occasion. Seven rides, 13 plus one, but like you say, it's certainly a, an
7: experience coming here. Yeah, very much. You know, I've been here one time looking five years ago, and I was thinking I'm probably 10 centimetres too, too tall to get turned around this place, but it, it felt all right straight as I came into turn one. I was feeling all right, but yeah. Uh, Took a bit to get used to when when you know I didn't make the starts. The next few heats I had to like try to dial in with the bike a little more and, and my style on the bike. But yeah, learned heaps and quite happy with my own performance. So we move we move on from here.
5: Yeah, moving on to Sheffield on Thursday now for for the Knockout Cup. Obviously, uh, another tough uh, place to go to, a strong team, but a, a track that will suit uh, suit some of the boys a lot more.
7: Yeah, it will do definitely. We had some yeah some good races as a team in Sheffield last year, so we'll be ready to go Thursday again. And I think all the boys are. Yeah, roaring to get a good comeback after tonight.
2: Frederick Jacobson of the Kingsland Stars, thirteen plus two for him, but otherwise a disappointing night for the Kingsland Stars. Uh, on the flip side, though, it was a good night for Steve Worrell. Well, now we'll hear more from Steve Worrell later, talking with his Pool Pirates hat on because Pool kicked there campaign off uh, later this week but um, Steve Worrell picked up 10 plus 2 getting in the groove once again around Monmore and he's been reflecting on that and also looking ahead to the rematch when Wolves face up against uh, the Kingsland Stars back at the Adrian Flux Arena in the next 10 days or so with Ryan Guest
0: When we're having a bit of a briefing before the meeting it's kind of not what we expected Um, You know, if you put Kingsland's team down on paper they're extremely strong and you know they've got some very good riders in their team um but yeah uh, either we was fantastic tonight and it's you know a sign of things to come or you know they was just a little bit off
5: but you know i'll take the first one yeah and yourself and sam masters picking up more or less where you left off in, in 2022 as well yeah you know we just have a real good understanding of where we are you know and
0: obviously when you can go out there and get heat advantages like that you know, it, it makes a, a big difference to the scoreline at the end. And obviously, I think we went out three times tonight and got three 5-1s um, and sadly didn't get it in 815, 15 which would have been nice. But, um, you know, it, hopefully it's a sign of things to come from the team. You know, it, I guess you, you can, if you write all the, all the other teams down on a, on a piece of paper, yes, we don't look the strongest because we haven't got them, you know, the big names, the Nicky Pedersons and the M.O.'s, but we've got a, a top five that every single rider could ride in each position so and it's quite unique in a team to have that to be able to you know you, you can rely on all five to go out there and do the same job
5: and it's nice to be in that position and you know hopefully it stands us in good stead for the season yeah definitely for yourself you mentioned 815 there obviously we're on a, a paid maximum from your program rides was that was that part of your decision to, to go out and try and do it over the five
0: yeah no like i've never turned an opportunity down for 815 it's I just messed up the start where it, where the tracks had been out. He kind of packed the rut down afterwards where I'd, where I went from, and I tried to angle across to get to tuck in with Sam because the dirt's gone so far out later on in the meeting. I tried to angle across to get in with Sam, and just the bike just snaked violently, and, I was, uh, and it it doesn't help either. At number two, you have such a big gap from your last heat to heat 15, and the track changes a lot, and you, you know your body cools down, and yeah one yep. of them things i have to make sure I'm on top of it for next time
5: definitely um, as you've said Kingsland obviously look they've got a, a strength about them uh, on paper certainly some people will say there's obviously going to be tougher tests to come and I think obviously against uh, Bellevue next Monday home and away that, that probably is one of those tougher tests yeah that, that's it you know they're on paper they're a very strong team Kingsland and I'm
0: almost certain that the replay of this next Thursday um, you know the scoreline will be a, a lot different from their end, because uh, obviously they'll be at their home track. But they've got they've got riders who ride their home track very well. Um, but you know that, like you say, there's there will be tougher tests to come here for us. You know, Bellevue are here on Monday with the double header on the bank holiday. Um, and you know, history shows when you know them meetings are tasty when they when they come. And
2: you know, nine times out of ten we beat them. So it'd be good to get involved. Steve Worrell of the Wolverhampton Wolves a big win for them to get things going at Monmore 56-34. Next up for Wolves it will be knockout cup action and that will be on Easter Monday. Home and away against the Bellevue Aces. The Bellevue leg at the National Speedway Stadium starting at 12 and then back to Monmore starting at 8 o'clock at Wolves and that uh, fixture is due to be screened on BSN on um, Monday evening at 8 o'clock. The first meeting at uh, Bellevue though is not being live streamed or shown anywhere else Um, some other Wolves news to bring you while we're on the subject Uh, you may have seen uh, news about Luke Becker who unfortunately has uh, broken a fibula in uh, a crash in Slovakia on Sunday former British champion Scott Nicholls stepped into superb effect um, this week but of course they'll be relying on some other guests and a more long term plan there so best wishes to Luke Becker who faces uh, a period out certainly a good few weeks yet before we know anything anymore. Um, A look ahead around to what else is going on in the Premiership as well because um, Peterborough waiting on news on the fitness of Nicky Pedersen the Peterborough number one after his opening night crash with the Panthers hosting Leicester on Easter Monday the Lions first appearance back at this level is going to be at Ipswich in the Knockout Cup on Thursday and we'll hear from the team boss Stuart Dixon in the next part of this podcast. To Monday night at the National Speedway Stadium then and it was Jason Doyle who made history by becoming the first ever four-time winner of Bellevue's flagship Peter Craven memorial meeting. The former world champion stormed to victory in a six-rider grand final ahead of former and current aces Robert Lambert and Dan Bewley. Dan Bewley coming off the inside of Robert Lambert here. The lead remains with Jason Doyle. He's on course for a record-breaking fourth title of the Peter Craven Memorial Trophy. It came down to a thrilling finish between Bewley and Lambert. Brady Kurtz led the qualifying scores to go straight into the final but had to be content with fourth place in that race ahead of Charles Wright and Niels Christian Everson. And here is Jason Doyle speaking to BSN after collecting his record-breaking fourth Peter Craven Memorial Trophy.
3: Unbelievable, mate. Um, yeah, finally got some speed which was not. Nice. Uh, we changed a few things in the in the ready for the final. Um, we were worried about uh, going out there on a cold tire, but we had a good gate, so um, yeah, made a real good start and went straight to the fence. Come on then, Jason. What was that secret? Because that bike was shifted. Uh, we we can't say these little things, <laughs> the right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll tell you later. But um, yeah, we just changed a few things, and uh, and then it definitely worked. Had a lot more speed up the straight, which we lost. Uh, in the last race before uh, the final. Yeah, and is it a bit unnerving the six rider? But you've won it four times now. Surely it just must not phase you. It's nice when you're out in front, mate. <laughs> but um, yeah, we got. I got to the start and Nielsy was giving me elbows, and I had to lean on the side a little bit. I was, me, me rut was nice, and I didn't want to move. So <laughs> I see that. A good I that. Yeah. There was a bit of this, wasn't yeah. there? Yeah,
8: you weren't was, having it. No hey, chance, listen. Mate. Congratulations. The presentations you're yep. needed for
6: those Thank out in the centre green. boys. Thank Jason you very much. Doyle, well
2: done, mate.
8: Well
4: done.
2: Paul Bowen and Jason Harold from BSN chatting to the now four time winner of Bellevue's flagship Peter Craven Memorial meeting on Monday. A six rider final and if you want to check out the video you can see it on the BSN social media pages or indeed on the Bellevue Aces social media as well. It's quite something to behold six top riders all racing in the same heat, all heading for the same bit of track. It's absolute chaos but it's absolutely great to see as well and a thrilling race it was right from front to back. There's all sorts of battles going on uh, not just in that race but throughout the whole meeting as well some other little bits to pick up on then Sheffield uh, leading the early premiership standings of course after their home and away doubles over Bellevue they're turning their attention to the Knockout Cup this Thursday as we mentioned that's at Ollerton Stadium Sheffield versus Kings Lynn, and conversely another meeting that shall be uh, live streamed on BSN on Thursday night Ipswich uh, take on the Leicester Lions their first home match at foxhall on thursday and on the subject of leicester the next section is all about leicester we've got the team manager of the leicester lions as they gear up for life in the premiership Stuart dixon we have a right good chinwag with him next here on no breaks no fear no breaks no fear the official british speedway podcast Welcome back to No Breaks, No Fear. And now the spotlight turns on Leicester, but also on Stuart Dixon, the Leicester team manager. But his responsibilities at Leicester don't just stop there. He's also one of the co-promoters. He's one of the track curators and has a long association with Speedway, especially going back to Glasgow, where he was involved for 20 years. Again, not just as a team manager, but as a co-promoter. And one time he was the owner of Glasgow Speedway. But now his focus is on the Leicester. Lions as they make the move up from the Championship to the Premiership and of course Leicester walked away with the Championship League last season only for it to come apart in the Grand Final where the second leg was held at a neutral venue of The Pool Pirates walked away with the title but uh, had that second leg been held at the uh, Leicester venue then you have to ask would things be different? We will of course never know but uh, we'll talk about that and we'll talk about what's uh, heading the way of the Leicester faithful in 2023 with Stuart who uh, joins us now uh, welcome to no breaks no fear Stuart before we get into all that first of all I want to ask how are you because of course you had um quite a health scare at the end of last season you were preparing for that grand final and uh were taken ill and, and that was uh the the end of your season for you but how are you now and uh how's things looking
4: morning yeah thanks for having me on yeah I'm, I'm fine. um it uh, seemed to be okay since I had a bit of rest after the the, the scare. I was actually at the uh, Glenfield Hospital in Leicester last Saturday again for what they call like, an echo tap sort of monitor thing on me for about half an hour. Um, that was just a follow-up. So I've not had any notification back and writing from the Senate a couple of weeks. But as I say, I feel okay. And hopefully once I get that result back, um, I should get that result back hopefully later this week uh, and as I say I'm not expecting any, any bad news fingers crossed and uh, we all go for the start of the season
2: and looking at the back end of last season because Leicester ran away with the with the championship and it came down to well again the weather really um, spoilt things didn't it we had problems with the track and it led to Leicester having to race the second leg of the grand final in the, the championship playoffs away in effect at, uh, at Kings Lynn being a, a neutral venue but not the ideal end to what had been a terrific season last year for Leicester?
4: No, unfortunately it's not. We, we all know, we, we all sign up for the rules at the start of the season so there's, there's no problem with any sewer grapes. I don't think from that point of view from Leicester, um, I think it was more, the word is disappointing what you said. We had an incredible amount of rain uh, through the month of October. Uh, bearing in mind we had not had one rain off at Leicester all season. you know. So um, there was a few comments to kind of get their track sorted etc, etc. But um, we were... Um, we were good at getting meetings on, um, and unfortunately, you know, it was just uh, it took its toll. We we thought we'd go into shape when Buster came in, and then the, the rains came again. And even one of the top men in British Speedway, if he can of put it right, and um, that tells you just how much rain that we did have. Um, to go to Kings Lynn, um, I think it was really I'm not say unfair, but it was unfortunate. I, I felt for the riders, I felt for the supporters, and uh, the owners of the club, because I know. They were banking on getting a big crowd. These—that's the reason we have playoffs. You've got to remember, it's because it generates big crowds at the end of the season. I know I'm in the top league now, but I wasn't last season, and the reason being is uh, to—you to, know—the the terraces to be stacked out with supporters. But for that point of view, it was disappointing. And the riders, uh, after only losing by eight points at pool, uh, unfortunately, they weren't—they weren't allowed the chance to have a crack at pool uh, in the second leg round Leicester, where, where we are. We were very, very good last season.
6: Over
2: the course of the winter, there has been a lot of work done to the stadium at Leicester, hasn't there? The track and the facilities, the drainage, and just talk us through some of that work. And, and also you've got some new equipment. You've you've got some of the former equipment from Leicester to help improve the um, sort of offering and, and um, skills you, you have to, to maintain the, the circuit. But just tell us about the the winter mon- movements at uh, Leicester. There's, uh,
4: there's been complete new drainage put in where I think it's about an extra fifteen thousand litres of drainage tanks put in where another one still to come in which will bring up to an extra twenty thousand litres. So that's quite a substantial amount, you know, sort of thing. It's um, it's not so much the drain in place. It's the fact that the drains were too small and when we got a lot of rain, the drains were overflowing. That that was what the problem was, and the water was lying on the track. So we'll look to combat that, you know, with the work that's went in there. we'll we'll get new LED floodlights the whole way around the stadium as well. Like think uh Glenn Radford for that, our electrician. He, he's been very busy uh, doing that for us, which is great. Um, and as you say, we've also um, purchased the equipment from Swindon, you know, um, whether it be fortunate or unfortunate. Hopefully, as I say, Swindon can return, but the equipment had to be sold. I think they wanted needed it, wanted it out of the stadium. We uh, we got the big motorway blade, we bought the water tanker, a couple of graders, winder wheel, etc. And a couple of other bits and bobs. So, um... The basically have not been slow to splash the money to, to get us ready for that and with the the likes of British youth days that people see you know what we have at Leicester we have practice days we arms etc riding slide we really do need the bigger blade in which we've, we've not had at our disposal since I have arrived and I think it'll make things a whole lot easier for us going forward yeah
2: and that extra equipment, that extra help is a, is a big boost, isn't it? As I mentioned at the start of this, not only are you the team manager, but you're also the track curator, you're one of the co-promoters, you are part of the very fabric of of Leicester Speedway, you, you, you oversee all parts of this, and so having a good track is obviously important for everybody, for you, for the riders, for the fans, but it's not an easy job, is it, getting the track right? It's not just something you turn up and run a rake over. I think sometimes fans underestimate the size of the task.
4: No, it's never. It's not an easy job. Any track creator will tell you that. I mean, riders will will look for con- consistency. Track creators will strive to get them a consistent surface. But if it's like fourteen uh, and and damp and cold with no wind, you know, one week and then you get seventeen and sunny, uh, with we a very strong wind, it's very difficult to get the same sort of track. I can understand you can certain things like the starting gates, you can have them pretty consistent regardless of the weather, but. Trying to get the track as consistent as what the riders would like is not always easy. And um, I think you find in Speedway, different to other sports, that the riders, you know, when I've, I see them, I hear them getting interviewed. And it's always that the track, that they're, they're spinning. You never see a rider. I'm not having a dig at them because it's a difficult job. I admire them puts put my, their, bite, their leg over a bike. But you never see them like a football player say, I, I had a bad night, I had a bad game. I don't often hear that for a speed rider. They always have a reason for why it's either the setup, the bike was spinning, or it was the track. Um, and sometimes I think the track careers can, can get a, a hard time of it because I know the guys around the country spend a lot of time. Uh, I've got a couple of guys that help me at Leicester, and it's unpaid work that they do. You know, it's um, they're not asking for pats in the backs and all like that but I know the work that entails and what goes into it and um, as I say I leave Glasgow you know about half five, six in the morning to get down there for about half ten-ish to get on the track as well and we do spend a lot of time on it um, preparation and that but you know I think um, though I've heard that the racing at Leicester certainly be better the last couple of seasons what it's been before I got there so that was pleasing to hear
2: and sometimes the, you know, people will panic about rain and we've seen this a lot lately with, with the the rain we've had and obviously when a track's waterlogged and it's all claggy and everything and it can be too grippy and be dangerous for a ride and that's why meetings get called off. But sometimes fans see rain the night before and, oh, it's going to rain and that means it's going to be off. Rain's not always a bad thing because you, spe- you put a lot of water on a track as part of the preparation, don't you? Water can be a good thing to, to a point. It's just not too much of it.
4: Well, though, I I think... Um... Like I said, this week, I know there's some, some rain forecast later in the week, but the, the, the difference being is we've had some nice weather up until that rain coming. You know, I think there's maybe some rain due Wednesday night, Thursday morning, r- around about England. But the weather subsequently up to then has been nice and sunny, for what I've been telling. I've been speaking to my counterparts in Leicester, and you also keep your eyes on the weather forecast on a daily basis. So for that point of view, if the track has, has been... You know, nine percent prepared, and then the, the rain comes. You know, you can have it packed down, and it can do the job for you, so to speak. Um, I think when you can sometimes what, what what supporters maybe miss, or other people maybe miss, is when you've got continuous rain. Uh, you know, and you get one dry day on match day. All of a sudden, it's not just going to turn round because you've got to get the equipment onto the track. Um, and sometimes, you know, it's best to stay off the track. But there reaches a, a point where you've actually got to go onto track maybe open it up a bit and, and hope that the that the wind and the sun will, will start to dry it out. But what a track day will tell you, when he takes the gamble of, of opening up the track slightly, certainly on the bends for it to air and you get rain, then you've gave yourself twice the job in the first place what, what you have because you've opened up the surface, the water's got in even further into the base and um, it can be a really difficult. So you you. You've got to be confident in your, in your forecast that the weather's going to be okay before you start. What I would say, even damaging the track if you don't realise what, what sort of rain is coming in the, in the next couple of hours.
2: And which forecast do you go by? Because a lot of clubs have um, private weather forecasts that they they pay for, um, custom weather forecasts, or you, you know, an amateur weatherman, or maybe you just have some reliable seaweed that you have hanging off your shed. I don't know. What? How do you? Uh, what do you go to, to for for the accurate forecast?
4: I go for the best one. <laughs> I'll have a look. I'll have a look at the Met. I'll have a look at the BBC. I'll have a look at the AccuWeather. I'll have a look at the Weather Channel, and whatever one's the best, I tend to go with that one because I'm an optimist.
2: <laughs> Good answer. Let's have a look at the team that you've uh, assembled for 2023. A few changes, but a few familiar faces, of course, as well. Um, we'll start with Nick Morris, who is uh, the rider that uh, has um, opted to continue with Leicester in 2023. Of course, uh, riding in the premiership previously for Wolves. Stays with the same side, but um, moving up a step, but a proven rider um, at that level, uh, but also a proven rider around your home circuit as well.
4: Yeah, very pleased to have Nick on board. He was uh, he was keen to come back to Leicester. Um, we've known each other for a long time since I introduced him to this, uh, to British Speedway back at Glasgow, I think, tail end of 2010. So we've known each other, kept in touch, um, but more importantly, he he does what's required at Leicester. Um, he's he's very strong round there. I think. Um, we get him on a 6.48 average. I mentioned in the Speedway Star that uh, I believe Nick should not be anywhere near a 6.5 point average in the Premiership. Um, I recall Julius and Doyle went to Somerset that season the Premiership, I think it was 2018. Nick Morris and Troy Batchelor led the team and Nick had a uh, Premiership average of over 8.5. Now, that, that's the sort of form that Nick can do. He's a 10-point ride in the Championship last season, so he shouldn't shouldn't be running about the 6.5 mark, Mark. Um, we, the Twos will work hard. I think it really depends how how, how much Nick wants to, to, to get there. Um, he, he knows he can do it. I know he's away scores last season because I studied him in detail. Um, I know up to what I think he should be scoring. And the two's will we'll work hard. Um, and hopefully we can. He, he's one of the riders I look that can put something onto his average. And also bearing in mind he's very very good. Uh, around Leicester, he's um, track record holder there. And uh, I, I, it's obviously somebody we're going to need on for at at home at Leicester on a a Thursday
2: night. Of course, you are going to need a a stronger lineup in the Premiership. When you look at some of the other riders across the league, it's one of the strongest Premierships for a very long time. Um, But you've brought in a current Grand Prix rider with Max Frick, which I think certainly... Set your stall out, and that was the first one to be announced, really, wasn't it? And and I think you know that made people sit up and take notice because Leicester, obviously, had that reputation of not really getting to grips with the Premiership last time they were there. Obviously, everything's different now, and really, made a, a statement signing of being able to get Max Frick in the side.
4: Yeah, definitely. He, uh, I think he's uh, he's still young. I think he's running about twenty six or something. Like that. So I think there's there's improvement for him to come uh, from his indiv- individual point of view as a rider. Um, I think moving to Leicester will, will be a good move for him. Um I'm hoping it's a good fit for us. He um he's been at Bellevue as we know and obviously he's had likes of Dan Buley, Matt Zegar, um Brady Kurtz, you know, beside him. Whereas at Leicester, he should he should be the number one outright if he if he writes the forum. I know um there might be one or two challenges within the team, which would be great for him. A Leicester point of view if they can push him for the number one spot, but um, he ticks all the boxes, he he will be important for us. Um, I, I realise that we, we, we do need somebody that can compete, and he's 13 and 15 away from home. Um, at home, I think we'll be okay because we'll, we'll get a good choice of top end riders. But um, you know, and if if we were to fall behind and we'd get a chance to use a TS, I think um, that the, the in depth sort of solid teams might not have you know the same st- the same strength to use a TS away from home if you're behind the way that maybe Leicester can and one or two other teams have We're having a, a big hitter but the big hitters has going to be scoring points uh, it's very fanciful you know writing it down looking at it on paper but we need them all to do a job uh, but I'm pretty sure it'll be a good move for Max and a good move for Leicester yeah
2: and um, your other heat leader, certainly to start the season, is is Richard Lawson uh, again. A solid rider wherever he's been, really, and and he's he's always done pretty well around uh, around Leicester as well, hasn't he? Over the past,
4: yep, yeah, he's he's pretty good. You know what you're getting. He's improved as a Premiership rider, I would say, the last couple of seasons. Um, finished top of the averages at Kings Lynn last season, which which was no mean feat with it with the team they had. So uh, very pleasing when he when I heard that he, he wanted to join up at Leicester. I think travel was one of the things, but also that he liked the Leicester track, and we do know, do know know each other from old from from our Glasgow days. So he's, um, I think you know what you're getting off of Richard. He'll do a job, um, and, and as I say, I'm looking forward to working with him again. And then he, he will be he will be good backup uh, to Max. I think yeah.
2: You want a rider that's going to get the fans off their off their seats, I suppose, and. With, with with Chris Harris, you know that you've got a rider there with a with a reputation, who a rider who is never going to give up, a rider that can be the best of the entertainers on his on his day as well. Three time British champion, been there, seen it, and done it in Speedway, really hasn't he? And and brings not only experience but also you know a, a, an exciting rider to to watch in action as well for the fans.
4: Yep, he does. Chris actually comes in as a third heat leader behind Max and Richard Lawson when you look at the averages, and again. He was uh, the number one rider at Peterborough last season, so effectively, we're starting the season with um, you know riders that, that, that finished top of that their, their average uh, with with teams for last season. So what we are we are pleased to get him on board. I think Leicester's a different type of track. I, I would say he was probably a, a Peterborough track specialist type of rider, uh, but he's had some good meetings at Leicester. Uh, I recall my first ever meeting in 2019 with an interleague challenge way up switch. And he came and scored a 15-point maximum. Um so he, he can get around it when it's when it's suitably prepared. Um you 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 he'll need a little a little bit more dirt coming off the corners to, to get the best out, as you say, because we are in the game for entertainment as well as results. Um and hopefully he can provide plenty of entertainment. Um I, I know he's, he's turned 40 recently, but um when you see you know see him racing like last night when he wins that race Seen Scott Nichols score at Wolverhampton last night the way Nicky Pedersen races I don't think we should get too focused on the age thing I think he'll he, he'll be good for us Um, he'll be good at Leicester but I think he'll be very important on the away tracks because uh, the, the experience he's got of racing them all and um, I'm very very happy with the top four put together
2: And uh, also sporting those riders, um, Jake Allen, I remember uh, doing a fixture for BSN Leicester against Scunthorpe last year and Jake Allen had uh, a good few rides uh, around Leicester as well. Justin Sedgman, uh, again a a strong rider, was part of Sheffield's side who got to the uh, Premiership Grand Final um, last year as well and then... Dan Thompson uh, at Reserve, you know, a rider who's who's grown up around <laughs> that circuit pretty much, and you you fancy at Reserve, he's he's certainly going to be a trump card at home, isn't he?
4: Yeah, I think so. Starting with Justin Sedgman, I, I think um, he will start the season at second string, it, it could be a case that, that him and Jake Allen could swap throughout the season, depending on forum. I'm not too sure. I know Sage is a good getter. I watched him last night and the Peter Craven. As much as he, he didn't get the points I felt he deserved He was lightening out the starts And um, maybe just caught out in a couple of wrong, wrong race lines Come off the bends But Leicester, notoriously, quite a difficult track to pass on He's a good, strong gator I think that'll hold us and having good stead for the season coming Jake Allen, never really uh, had the season The season if I get last season, let's not dress it up uh, But I believe he can do a job at reserve um, Jake, Allen, Jake Allen should be challenging Sedgier for the number two spot if, and if he does then Leicester could in for a decent season let's say um, Jake's partner would be Dan Thompson as you rightly say he's grown up round the Leicester track he's been there a long, a, a lot longer than I have uh, Dan Thompson could be I wouldn't say so much a secret weapon at home because I think a lot of people know how he rides the track but um He's every bit as strong as I would say as Jake Allen and Justin Sedgman are around Leicester. That, that's how good he is uh, when you look at his scores last season. He had some noticeable scalps, scalps along the way. Uh, Chris Harris, Josh Pickering, to name but a couple. So he ain't just been beating reserves in the Championship and second strings. He is capable of beating most riders uh, for Championship level, certainly anyway, last season round Leicester. He's now got to do it in the Premiership. Um, you know, you know. I think when you look at the the rising stars now, you know, I know there's one or two that are still there, but there's there's a new new breed almost coming in, almost a change of the guard. Tom Brennan's moved out, Coral Mountain's moved out, Daniel Humes moved out. So you've got some new boys coming in like Jake Milford, Dan Thompson's brother Joe, which is going to be interesting. Thursday night I have switch, and when we race them at home, um, so th- th- there's a slight there's a slight tweak in it. So sort I of think so. I don't think. The rising stars are just as strong as what they maybe were a couple of seasons ago because they're new, they're coming into it, and they've got to learn their trade. But Dan will certainly be very, very strong round Leicester and he he goes to the away tracks basically learning and trying to pick up a point or two here or there. If he does that, I think he's done his job for us.
2: Can you talk about having a decent season? What What is a decent
4: season for Leicester? Is to be... In the top four, I know it sounds an uh, old cliche answer sort of thing, and most team managers, stroke promoters, will tell you that. I think if we can, if we want to get fourth position, um, I think that'd be a good achievement on our return back to the Premiership. Um, you look at the teams this season; um, there's going to be there's going to be some tough, some tough, tough meetings, um, especially on the road. I I, I realise that uh, we get the aggregate bonus point, and, and Leicester, we we need to get the Riders. Some track time at Leicester because we need that, that needs to become a fortress for us to have any chance of being top four. But I look at the league and it's difficult to pick three teams that's going to finish below us. I mean, it is, it's very difficult. Um, I went on record saying I believe there's a couple of teams that stand out better than the rest of the teams, uh, and that's my honest head on. But, um, you know, our, our, our team is it's dependent on how I don't want to name the riders, but it's dependent on how one or two riders race this season if they do the job that I think they can do we could be surprise packages and, and, and run teams give a lot of teams a, a right good tough meeting and that's what you're looking for I think Leicester coming back in nobody wants us to be the whipping boys that we were you know you know, previously when we were in the league 2014 to 2018 we we, we, want, we want to be good for people's business we want to put on a show we want to entertain you know, you don't want people staying away because say, Oh, it's, it's only Leicester. We you know, we we we've got a decent team and hopefully we can uh, we can be a good addition to the premiership. That's what we we'll look to be.
2: And your first fixture um is still against the same team you originally due to race against, but um on their patch uh, to begin with, Ipswich Witches, um, of course, have been one of the more talked about sides in the Premiership, what with the signing of Emil Futunov as well, who showed what he was capable of around Peterborough and uh, it's going to be his first big meeting around Foxall. Um, so a lot of uh, excitement uh, ahead of that. And for you as well as a, a team manager, you're pitting your wits against some other um, names that maybe you've not... Particularly, come up against in the course of your managerial career, starting with with Chris Louis. Um, and how are you looking forward to to going up against these other managers from a from a tactical point of view?
4: Yeah, that there's does, no doesn't, doesn't overly concern, me, to be honest with you, because it's it's um, I, I think it's it's sometimes you could influence things in the championship where we change here or there. So I think I, I watched obviously the your BSN Peter Craven meeting last night and Jason Doyle and. I don't think no matter what you tell a rider or tactically what you try to do if he pops you at the start it ain't, ain't going to be much to stop him. He was um, he was very very impressive last night. We know Emil enough has twelve years more experience than the rider that came to Coventry way back um, under Alan Rossiter. Um, I don't think he'll have a problem uh, adjusting to the so-called more technical tracks. Um, I, I know like maybe the Peter Brown, Sheffield and Bill. You will suit him more. You know, I think that goes with the same. But um, he—he's he, going to be great business for the leagues. You know, from a Leicester promoter point of view, when Ipswich roll up or Peterborough roll up, etc. Bellevue, you know, you get some cracking names out there. Even Sheffield, you know, all the teams look, look look really good for to that point of view. Ipswich—it's actually Richie Hawkins is obviously a team manager. You know, I mean, I've come up against them in my Glasgow my Glasgow days, and. um I think, as I say, my first match of the season uh, for Leicester, my first ever meeting for Leicester, it was an inter-league challenge. I think Richie was the manager then. So we have come up against each other. But having Chris Louis, they've got to be kicking their heels, cracking their heels. They, you know, the top two that they've got. But we we look at it and obviously we think that there could be one or two other areas where maybe we could take advantage of. I think the top two is a given. Um, Danny King started the season well. I noticed that top scoring for a red car. He won the Ben Fund. Um, so Eric Riss looks to start. So we know it's going to be tough, but that could, you know, I'm looking that hopefully we've got well, we don't maybe match their top end strength. I think maybe we might we might have strength in other places. Hopefully, and, uh, but um, it's going to be tough. We know it's it's their first home meeting, uh, and everybody likes to get their first home meeting out the road with any sort of win. Any from what our team manager will tell you. So there'll be anticipation, there'll be nerves, there'll be excitement, and obviously. There'll be expectation from Ipswich supporters because they've already won away from home at Peterborough, which was very impressive. Uh, I actually took that meeting in because I was down working at Leicester at the time. So we go there trying to keep it as close as we possibly can and, and basically keep the tie alive to bring back to Leicester. That, that, that's the thing for me, to bring it back to the, the Pidcock Arena uh, at Bowman at Park. We have to. You know, keep it. You know, I'm not going to set a target, but we'll know realistically what we need to do to try and keep the tie alive. And obviously, Ipswich will be trying to put it out of sight, so it should be quite a fascinating tussle. Yeah,
2: and the return leg of that will be the 17th of um, April for uh, Ipswich at the uh. Pidcock Motorcycles Arena, as it's now called, at uh, Beaumont Park. Um, and over Easter, you've got Peterborough as well um, on Easter Monday and then the return leg back at yours on, on the Thursday. So it's um, it, it looks like a, a busy couple of weeks, some busy rest of April in store as, as we look down the fixture list with, um, well, you're racing against uh, Peterborough, you've got Ipswich again, you've got Bellevue, you've got Wolves, you've got Kings Lynn, so they're coming thick and fast.
4: Yeah, I think if all these meetings go ahead, hopefully they do with the weather, We'll have a well. We should have a fair idea of just how how we're shaping up there. Uh, that's a good few meetings. Uh, I think the riders will will like that as well. It gets them get them into the swing of things. They can blow off the cobwebs, um sort of thing. Um, we um, the Peterborough meetings. I I think I'm right in saying that since Leicester come back up in 2011, Leicester and Peterborough have never raced against each other because they've always been swapping leagues, sort of thing at the time. So. I, as I say, it's only forty-two mile, I think, from Leicester to Peterborough. So it, it, this is the sort of Derby fixture we want. Um, should be a good meeting again. They've got some good riders, and there's some places where we 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 think we can we we can we can look to maybe exploit. Uh, they obviously think the same. They got a clever tactical manager and Rob Lyon. I've known Rob a while. He's very good at setting out his stall. Um, I have changed the lineup for that meeting away from home slightly when we go to Peterborough. Uh, for, for the reasons I've just mentioned. So, um, but uh, no, we're looking forward to it. And as you say, we'll get up, switch, knockout cup coming back, yeah, Peterborough's at home. Um, some new challenges, Bellevue and Wolves, who I've never actually raced, uh, faced against as a as a team manager. And the Kings Lynn I think, is the last one at the end of the month. So that should give us a rough idea just how competitive we're going to be. It's a good start. And I don't think we can we can say, you know, you know that you know we need some more meetings to 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 find out to judges. I will have a really good idea of just where we are come the end of April.
2: And just finally, a word about the National League side as well. The um the Lion Cubs, who are the league champions uh, from the National League. Again, they, they did win that at uh, also at Kings Lynn on the same night as the the championship fixture. And moving into um the season ahead, there um. Berwick bullets uh, first up uh, at home on this coming weekend the uh, Saturday the eighth of April is the plan and then uh, a few fixtures on the cards as uh, as we move through uh, certainly into uh, may uh, you've got uh, Kent uh, Oxford away and so that that season's moving along nicely as well but the the lion cubs full of talent and Pretty much a who's who of uh, the next generation of uh, the, the big hopes of British Speedway in many respects as well. Certainly, as far as Neil Vatch is concerned, there's a lot of uh, his uh, British youth guys involved with uh, with uh, the the Cubs.
4: Yeah, this was the original plan when 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 I came in in 2019. We we we, we sold the owners. We we opted to to win the national league. It, it's proved to be good for us. I think it's also good the fact that we're we're still got some racing on a Saturday night because I understand some spectators not all can make a midweek certainly not every midweek meeting uh, with work commitments etc. So the Cubs team this season uh, we've lost Connor Coles and Mickey Simpson uh, for 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 various reasons. Uh, bringing in Ashton Bojan and Max James who's, who's been around the place forever. So you add that to the the Thompsons who still only 18 at the moment, I know they turn 19 shortly, uh, you get Vinny Ford who's 16-17 Max Perry's still 15 Max James is 15 uh, We, you know there's uh, Ashton uh, Bowen again is only 15-16, we've got a very young side, this is this is what our plan was, it uh, was to develop these riders for the Championship slightly different now that we're in the Premiership and there's a gap of a league between the two teams but we, without being disrespectful I, I you know I respect any team that's been put together but our model is, is we try to as big as possible is to get as many youth riders we can as possible young riders coming through from, coming from Glasgow and still staying in Glasgow I realise just how difficult that can be to ask a dad to drive his son up to Glasgow or Edinburgh or Berwick, you know, sort of thing to the Northern tracks. I know Glasgow's not in the league, but I'm just stating, you know, for, you know, geographically, it can be very difficult on a Friday to get your kid up to, especially it it could still be at school on a Friday and he's racing at Armadale on a Friday night against the the Dale Devils. So I know some teams have got to put together what, what they can, but, uh, just a wee, a wee footnote that just I've looked at the national league teams this year, and it, it looks to be an, a cracking league, very exciting. That is going to be difficult. I think it's only the top two that go straight forward into a playoff. Um, I think it, it looks it looks fantastic. The product, uh, working to in. in I wish them all the, the success in the world. I've been to the old track many many times in my Glasgow days, and as I say. Uh, all the teams look really, really good. It's it's, it's, going to, it's going to be a tough league, but that's that's the way we want it.
2: Yeah, it's looking like being an, an exciting year in in every league for for various different reasons. And uh, great that we've got the speedway season back. And uh, looking forward to seeing how Leicester gets on in the Premiership. And um, all the best, Stuart. Um, most of all, keep healthy. We uh, enjoy seeing you around the tracks. Always a pleasure chatting with you. And hopefully, catch up with you at a meeting soon.
4: Cheers. Ian. Nice to talk to you. Talk see you again. Cheers.
2: Stuart Dixon, team manager, co-promoter and track curator at the Leicester Lions. And Leicester get their season underway, weather permitting, as the phrase goes, uh, at Foxhall against Ipswich in the Knockout Cup. And then they'll have the return uh, back at Leicester soon. In, in the meantime, Leicester will be taking on uh, Peterborough as well over the course of the Easter bank holiday weekend. In the next part of No Breaks No Fear, we'll turn our attention to the Cab Direct Championship. And the BSN series gets underway this week. And um, a big clash of the Southern teams, Oxford and Poole, meet in the opener at Cowley on Wednesday and in the return on Good Friday. We'll hear from Steve Worrell, the Poole Pirates captain, and we'll hear from Scott Nichols of the Oxford Cheaters in the next part of No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. Welcome back. In this third part, we'll have the focus on the Cab Direct Championship. And starting with the BSN Series, the new BSN Series competition gets underway this week with several clubs in action for the first time this season. The nine Cab Direct Championship clubs have been split into three groups, meeting over a home and away mini league. The three group winners, plus the best second place club, will qualify for the semi finals. Oxford and Poole meet in the opener at Cowley on Wednesday before the Return at Wimborne Road on Good Friday. Meanwhile, the Scottish rivalry is resumed as well, with Edinburgh facing Glasgow at Armadale on Friday, and then the return taking place at Ashfield on Sunday. That'll be a five o'clock start, by the way. Meanwhile, Scunthorpe race at the earlier time of five on Good Friday with their home clash with Redcar. Well, let's put the focus on that big southern clash between Oxford and the Pool Pirates. Pool, of course, are back-to-back knockout cup and league championship winners. The Oxford Cheaters are looking to kick on from their first season back in the sport last year. We'll hear from the Oxford star Scott Nichols in a few moments' time. But first, let's hear from the captain of the Pool Pirates. Here's Steve Worrell.
5: Well, Steve Worrell, uh, the season about to get started for the Pool Pirates now, and a, a good couple of clashes to look forward to in the uh, in the BSN series against Oxford. Yeah, you know, like, Oxford, uh, on, on paper, I'd say one of
0: the strongest teams in the league, and, you know, we'll kind of break ourselves in against them, which, you know, was, looks to be two tough but interesting matches, you know, and, and it's a good way for us to... Have a bit of a gauge of where we where we're at. It would have been nice to have a home match, or like a, the lads to have had a blast out last week in my meeting, and you know get on the track. But because press day wasn't ideal for us either, track conditions. Um, so we are we are going into it a little bit blind. But um, I don't know. It, it you need better for the fans. You know, the, there's more.
5: We we know there's a lot at stake now and have to go into and try, and try and make sure we do the job Yeah, you've mentioned about how uh, Oxford have built their team this year there as well and as one of the, the top boys in the championship when you look at particularly their top uh, three Oxford it's an exciting proposition for yourself that's it and Heat 13 here tonight was Heat 13 at, at Oxford
0: and um, and at Poole, you know with Scotty and Sam together so and when you watch them riding around here in Heat 13 it was you know the, we got our work cuts out but you know we we didn't win two back-to-back titles because we're um, we're no good, so we'll see.
5: Yeah, 100%. And like you say, it's, uh, it's certainly a clash that, that, that whets the appetite for everyone as well. It's not like a, a mediocre warm-up clash. There's, there's plenty on the line, albeit in the in the BSN series. And like you say, that, that bragging rights between the two sides as well. Yeah, and, and obviously there hasn't been a great deal of speedway up to now. So I'd say, um,
0: you know, out the fixtures that there have been, it's probably one of the... I'd say most anticipated ones in the, the reigning champions, Pool Pirates, going up against one of the strongest teams in the league is in, in Oxford. So it's,
5: from a fan's point of view, it's one that you'd, you'd want to be there watching. Yeah, and from the pool perspective in 2023, obviously uh, losing Danny, he's gone to red car. So um, an opportunity for, for yourself to, to step up even more this year. Yeah, that, you know,
0: that's what I've got to do, I've got to be, I, I enjoy riding at number one, you know, I like being first out on track, I like the way the heats work and, you know, it, it kind of makes me pull my socks up a little bit and, you know, take uh, take charge, so yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it, you know, it, that, that's, it's where I want to be and try and keep hold of that number one spot Now I'm sure Richard will be trying to creep up and Ben at number three, you know, he, he proved himself last year uh, time and time again, so... I think we've gone a little bit different with the team building with the the way we have been over the last two seasons. Um, Obviously, we've got a lot of strength in depth um, and hopefully that will help us during the meetings.
2: A few different faces moving into the Pool Pirates lineup from last year. Danny King, Drew Kemp, and Nathan Ablett depart the squad. Incoming Anders Rowe, Kyle Newman, and Adam Roynan. Changes two for the Oxford Cheaters, who see five new faces in their lineup for 2023. Troy Batchelor, Aaron Summers, Dylan Rummel, Paul Stark, and Jack Thomas are out of the side, although you've got to say Aaron Summers has retired. Uh, and incoming is Sam Masters from Edinburgh, Louis Kerr from Redcar, Jordan jenkins also from red car henry atkins and luke Colleen come into the lineup let's hear from one of those faces that uh, continues from last year though former seven-time british champion scott nichols
5: well scotty nichols uh two really tasty meetings to, to look forward to first of all for for oxford uh, home and away against the, the Paul pirates you thought's going into them both
1: yeah definitely exciting it's going to be tough isn't it you know they're kind of the team to beat but um That'd no, be good. It'd be nice to to get one under our belts. Sadly, obviously, weather's played havoc. with not just us, but a lot of the other teams as well. So uh, it'd be a tough meeting, but I expect a big crowd, a lot of home support, and yeah, we've got an exciting-looking team, a team that I think can can go places and deliver the good. So um, yeah, see how we go.
5: Like you say, there'd be no better way to to be proving everyone's uh, talk and hype about Oxford. I know there was a lot of excitement on press night when when the boys and supporters got together than beating uh, beating Paul.
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, it's, it's all the hype and the excitement. It's great. You know, it's good for the sports, good for Oxford Speedway. Um, but uh, people are, want results and, and that's what we'll, we'll go out to to give them. Um, yeah, we want to win. We want to beat those guys home and I. would be great. Um, it'd be cool if we do, but if it doesn't, then no season is won at the start of the season in the first meeting, is it? So, um, But we're going to it with a positive attitude and... Um, go go all in to get that win.
5: Like you say, you were part of the, the great story that, that Oxford had in 2022. It was just some of the results and, and performance on track overall that, that, that maybe um, t- took a bit of a shine off it. But nevertheless, like you say, an interesting team-building look about um, about the cheetahs this year and particularly bringing someone in like Sam Masters can, can only add to that top end strength.
1: Oh, God, yeah. I mean, last year's kind of last pick of the bunch, really. And it was a shame it would have been the icing on the cake if we had a... F- you know, not necessarily one but if we had made the playoffs and you know, had a little bit more success on track. But early doors, um we had some so so many like near misses on the road and it was so close and that could have played a big part, but it didn't happen. But yeah, brought Sam in. I mean, the league's number one, doesn't get any stronger, any better than that, does it? And, and Sam's a good guy, he's a, a team player, and I think that's great. I think we've got a team that can work as a team. We've already kind of gelled on like the, the you know press day and the, the day before that bit of team building a bit of fun we've got a good atmosphere in the camp already which for me that that's a big part of it
5: yeah and for yourself individually going into it on the back of a, a late guest booking in in the premiership on monday night with uh, wolverhampton against king's lynn and a, a paid maximum as well not a bad one no it's not a bad
1: one i'm, I'm happy with that i gotta be honest uh yeah it was it was good i mean obviously you know pleased to, to get the call but obviously not the circumstances you know it's never nice Sadly, that's most of the time what guest booking is for, is for an injury replacement. So, um, no, but it went really well. I was trying some new things, and I was really happy with that. The team had a great win. Um, so, yeah, take it. I'm, like I say, really pleased. But, like I say, it's a shame that Luca's out. Um, I wish him all the best for a speedy recovery. I know he's a, he's a great rider here and, and obviously a very popular fan, so I wish him a speedy recovery. And, uh, yeah, if I get another couple until then, then happy days.
2: Yeah, Scott Nichols had a good time at Wolves as we heard earlier, but also looking forward to Oxford's meetings with the Pool Pirates over the coming week. Wednesday is the first leg at uh, Oxford and then the return leg will be on Good Friday at Pools Wimborne Road Stadium. Redcar built a 16-point lead over Berwick in their delayed Knockout Cup first leg at the Echo Arena at the weekend, with the return fixture now set for April the 29th. Bears reserve Jake Mulford was withdrawn with a lower back injury after heat two but colleague Jason Edwards racked up 13 plus one with Danny King and Charles Wright also both in double figures let's hear from Jason Edwards now with Ryan
5: Guest well Jason Edwards the uh, first leg of the, the knockout cup against Berrycon Sunday at, at Redcar and uh, a, a good team performance in the end
9: Yeah, I mean, I think it was 16 points in the end, and we need every point that we can get going to Berwick. And, I mean, it was nice. It was our first proper meeting. Obviously, we had the Newcastle Select meeting. um, But, no, it was just nice to get get going, get the show on the road. And um, I was just saying a minute ago, all I want to do is just get laps, laps, laps. And that's kind of what ended up happening yesterday. And it does make a hell of a difference because you kind of go to the tapes and... Well, you're not worried about anything else. You're just thinking, right, here we go again. So, um, yeah, that was what was nice. And hopefully I can carry that on um, for all the rest of the meetings.
5: Yeah, you say laps, laps, laps. Obviously, it was a shame what happened with Jake Mulford early on. we drawn from the meeting. It meant uh, seven rides for yourself and, and double figures as well.
9: Yeah, and obviously, I, I don't know how long Jake's going to be out for. I know he's got um, a concussion and whatnot. But, yeah, hopefully he comes back better than ever. And, um, yeah, it's not the way you want to start a year. And, obviously, for him, his first year in the top league, first year in the pro- in the championship. And, yeah, He's the same as me. He wants to just get racing and get to all the tracks he can. So, um, yeah, it's not ideal, and it's not ideal from the team because, obviously, we go to Scunny on Friday, obviously having to have a guest. So, it's not ideal, but, like I say we just want to get going and um that's what the start of the season's all about is just getting to plenty of meetings getting laps under our belts and um enjoying it
5: for yourself individually to to not only be that busy but for the points to come with it as well that that must be a a really nice way to get it off
9: yeah no i was chuffed with the start of the meeting to be honest and to get a couple of wins to get going is yeah i've lacked them at the start of this year so that was always nice and i wasn't copping a load of stones and just getting covered in rubbish so yeah the bike wash was a lot nicer after that um but yeah, obviously, towards the end of the meeting, I dropped off a little bit. But like I say, 16 points is a big lead and knockout cup we, we need to go the whole way. We get a load of extra meetings if we do that. So um, yeah, all the other teams got a bye and it was red car again in the first round. So yeah, that's the main thing, get through and then carry on. Yeah, I know after that uh,
5: tight uh, opening challenge against the Newcastle selector I know there were one or two comments uh, banging around on social media about a few concerns about the team early on but nevertheless that, that was obviously blowing away the cobwebs That the new boys getting dialled into the track as well and like you say to, to deliver a, a convincing performance so, so early on um, hopefully just proves that, that the red car are, are hopefully going places for yourselves this year.
9: Yeah and that was the biggest thing like we normally know how much practice we're going to get before the start of the year and everyone's in the same position but yeah we had sort Sort of five six seven practices all planned and everything just got wiped out Do you know what i mean i know king's Inn we were gonna have three four days and yeah the british well it's not even british summer is it it was easter time it just got completely wiped out and yeah we were going into the first meet and kind of having a couple of laps on the track And that was about it. So, um, yeah, like I say, that was the purpose of the meeting, a challenge meeting, that's the idea. And it was a good Newcastle team. The actual team they put together, I know it was over the points limit, but that's the idea. You're supposed to test yourself. And that's the biggest thing for me riding, obviously, in the top league and the championship. I need to move on, and this year's a massive year for me. So, um, yeah, got to start how we want to carry on.
5: Yep, definitely, just looking forward, uh, BSN series next up and a, a trip to Scunthorpe on Friday, obviously never, never an easy place to go, the Eddie Wright Raceway as an away team.
9: Yeah, Sunny, Scunny, um, yeah, like I say, it's it's probably one of the fairest, track. everyone goes on back red car being fair and Scunny's kind of in the same position as that, but again, what's nice this time of year, you're catching all the teams when they haven't had any home track advantage, so um, they have had a press day and that's it, so that's the nice thing with probably one of the teams that's had the most races under our belts now, and um, yeah, Let's just hope the weather stays nice and um, we get another nice big big
2: win. There's Jason Edwards. He's a happy little red car bear chappy, isn't he? Uh, Eric Riss, though, not quite so. Uh, he didn't feel he gave his best, but he's sort of suffering with injury a little bit, not feeling his full self. Had big, big surgery through the course of the winter and that is going to take some uh, time to fully heal up. Let's hear from Eric Riss right now with Ryan Nassau.
10: I thought I was going to be closer, but we've done well, you know, you know, You know i I didn't score double figures today and we still came away with 14 points lead 16 16 points lead um so yeah that's that's really good everyone was you know everyone was scoring tonight everyone was riding up there up to their full potential tonight apart from me um no but yeah no really good really good lead to go on the second leg did it with six riders as well also we said
3: our best to jake but his reserve partner your rival in the top league jason edwards flew tonight
10: yeah, he was on fire. He was. I mean, we we have seen it, you know last year what what Jason can do when he um gets it together. I don't know what it is, you know. I think it's a lot to do with bike sab, you know. And today he just seemed to get it right, and he was on on fire. And Friday now we've got Scunthorpe away. A track you enjoy? Yeah, I really like it. Um, it's a big. Well, it's not big, but it's a round track. rides like a big track. It rides like a big track. It's fairly slick. I like slick tracks. So, yeah, I look forward to going there. And fitness update, how are you feeling? Um, not great. Um, I've been, I've had four meetings this week out of six. Um, two got cancelled, unfortunately, due to rain. Um, but even after the four meetings, I'm feeling quite um, sore in my knee now. After the fourth one. Um, got three days off now, so I gotta try and recover for a bit and hopefully feel better by Thursday, Friday.
3: But it's just gonna take a little bit of time, isn't it? And then and then again it's the start of the season as well, so you'll just get you back used to it and then you you need to recover all the time.
10: Yeah, I mean it's not ideal. I'm I'm recovering while I'm riding, so I'm probably doing well, I am doing too much too early, but I had only, you know, I only had two choices. either go for it and ride with how it is or wait until it's fully recovered, which would have been in May, June, and I didn't want to do that. So, yeah, um, i got to deal with it now, you know, I've just got to try and make time for, for recovering after after meetings or after a few days on, on the trot you know it's it's not like i'm riding seven days a week so there's always a bit of time to recover
3: and last one obviously it was in doubt that you'd return to Redcar this year due uh not not because you didn't want to just to travel issues happy it's worked out and you're back with the bears
10: i'm happy yeah definitely um you know i'm, I'm really thankful to the club with for w- what they've come up with you know they made They gave me an opportunity to come back and it it wasn't because I didn't want to, it was just too much traveling last year. Um, And yeah, the club made it possible, they came up with a plan and it works out for me. So yeah, I'm really happy to be back.
2: Well, it was a tough night for the Berwick Bandits. They went down 53-37 against the Red Car Bears. The Berwick Bandits boss, Gary Flint, is adamant that that 16-point first leg advantage can be pulled back. It was an eventful Sunday evening, uh, which started before it even begun in many respects, because on the parade laps, the Bandits skipper, Leon Flint, suffered an injured ankle and wrote off his number one bike when he picked up some unexpected grip and hit the fourth bend fence during the parade laps. Into the meeting, though, the high point for the Berwick Bandits was new signing Rory Schlein on his debut for the Bandits bagging 12 points but reflects
5: on a difficult evening well Rory knockout out uh, cup first leg at uh, Red Car on Sunday it was a, a tough one for the team overall in the end
8: yeah um, we, we were there and thereabouts I think halfway through the, de- the day but um, they seemed to you know run away with it you know after they had a couple of track grades and I think they just read it a little bit better than us so I think some of our boys were a little bit <clears throat> a little bit nervous and and maybe still still a bit rusty. A lot of us, you know, including myself, hadn't had a many laps, especially competitive laps. So it was um, especially a hard one to go to away at Redcar with their lineup. So uh, it was always going to be tough. But yeah, they, they were they were just a lot sharper.
5: You mentioned some of the Berwick boys as well. Don't forget, Joy Etheridge had a, a nasty spill at Sam Masters Testimonial the weekend before. Leon obviously crashed on parade as well. So um, nursing a, a few little things here and there.
8: Yeah, it was. Um, I was here when Jai had the, had the crash and we were like, oh, God, he's, you know, he's had a winter to get fit and from his injuries from the previous. So um, he obviously wasn't 100%, but he obviously, once he got he, got his set up right, he, he finished with a win, which was good. And, and Leon, yeah, oh, that was, um, it was pretty crazy on, on parade uh and i know he saw so uh to ride through he did um did incredible incredibly well just to get through the meeting but uh yeah so we we're on the back foot from the word go but you know i think if you take the positives out of certain certain races which which i saw because uh, a lot of some of the guys are new to me you know i've not ridden with before so i'll be honest that um i'm not overly too concerned yes okay we've got a bit of a mountain to climb but you know, Berwick's are different animal as well when they come to our place.
5: Yeah, for yourself individually as well, obviously your first team meeting back in British Speedway since uh, since obviously retiring the back end of 2021. Not bad either, 12 points and a couple of race wins under your belt.
8: Yeah, and um, we, we, you know, probably the only... All the lads were asking me, you know, about speed and that, and I had plenty of it, so it was good to be that quick and that competitive, especially against, the, you know, Rissy, Charles and and, and Danny because they're, they're rapid around there, so... Um, to get a couple of wins and make some starts and and you know and, and even heat 15 you know that uh, you know people were telling me that was a cracking race so um, yeah just just happy really it was it was a bit surreal halfway through the, through the night I was sort of standing there thinking six months ago I was I was standing on a beach and you know didn't have any bikes and you know nothing and it, now obviously we're here so it was a bit of a surreal moment really but um, you know, I quickly snapped out of it and I realised that a heat 13 and 15 to go so. Yeah but a uh, you know bit of a mountain to climb uh obviously we got home and away against Glasgow hopefully we'll we'll pick up some momentum there
2: as Rory Schlein of the Berwick Bandits reflecting on their uh, opening defeat of this season at the Red Car Bears. Have a look through the full fixture list for the week ahead now and uh, Wednesday, April 5th sees the BSN series get underway as the Oxford Cheaters host the Pool Pirates at 7.30pm as we just heard not long ago. Thursday, April the 6th, it is Premiership Knockout Cup first round first leg action at Foxhall. Ipswich have their first home meeting of the season. The Ipswich Witches versus the Leicester Lions, who have their very first meeting at Premiership level, gets underway at Foxall 7:30, and Sheffield versus Kings Lynn at 7:30 at Ollerton Stadium. That fixture is also due to be screened on BSN on Thursday night. On Friday, April 7th, the BSN series continues, and it's a Scottish Derby on Good Friday. Edinburgh Monarchs versus the Glasgow Tigers at 7:30. Pool Pirates versus the Oxford Cheaters at 7:30, and a late. afternoon Afternoon meeting at the Eddie Wright Raceway. Scunthorpe Scorpions versus the Red Car Bears at 5 o'clock. And in National Development League, we've got the Bellevue Colts versus the Berwick Bullets at 1pm. I believe that is uh, one of the first... that the opening fixture for the Bellevue Colts this season. On Saturday, April the 8th, uh, Easter Saturday, National Development League action at Leicester as the Leicester Lion Cubs take on the Berwick Bullets at 7pm. And then on Sunday, April 9th, Easter Sunday, National Development League Knockout Cup semi-final first leg. It's Kent versus Mildenhall at 12 noon. And the BSN series continues in Scotland with Glasgow Tigers hosting the Edinburgh Monarchs at Ashfield at 5pm. And then Easter Monday we've got the uh, classic home and away in the Premiership Knockout Cup it's the Bellevue Aces versus the Wolverhampton Wolves at 12 and then the second leg happens just a little later on with uh, Wolverhampton hosting Bellevue at Monmore at 8pm and uh, that leg at Monmore will be live on BSN there's uh, Premiership uh, action as well at the East of England Arena, where the Peterborough Panthers host the Leicester Lions at 7.30. And then uh, next Tuesday, at the time of recording this, uh, April the 11th, the Plymouth Gladiators open their account in the BSN series, the Plymouth Gladiators versus the Pool Pirates at 7 o'clock at the Coliseum. There's lots more to come uh, following next week as well. Uh, Oxford uh, riding against Plymouth and also Birmingham hosting a Coventry Bees select side next Wednesday, April 12th. But we'll talk more about that next week, I'm sure. And that rounds us up for today. Thanks for joining us. There's lots of action happening over the course of the next week. Fingers crossed for the weather. Well, surely we'll get some action, all being well, and we'll be able to review it and talk about it. We'll have another special guest in next week's episode and uh, lots to look forward to in the plan for next week as well. So we'll come to that, though, uh, when we speak next week. Uh, Lots of other things that you can do in the world of Speedway. Don't forget to follow us on social media. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram for all of the breaking news and updates as and when they happen we'll update you straight away and if you're looking for further listening in the world of podcasts well I've got a couple Um, I'll point you in the direction of Humans of Speedway couple of recent guests there we've got uh, Danny King who is now of course with the Red Car Bears but also the Ipswich Witches and recently spoke to Steve Worrell all about their careers so that's one to look out for and I'm also a guest on a podcast this week as well the Round the Boards podcast it was great to join Join them to talk about podcasts within the world of Speedway and much more besides as well. Look out for Round the Boards podcast uh, and subscribe to that also. And we'll catch you next week on the official British Speedway podcast, No Breaks, No Fear, next Wednesday. Have a great week and happy Easter. No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast.
4: Sports Social Podcast Network.